0: So if you would, please turn to Proverbs. They're going to be mostly in Proverbs. Proverbs 18 verse 24. 18 verse 24. Proverbs 18 24 says, A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend That sticketh closer than a brother. Let's bow for a word of prayer. I pray, Lord, that you just guide and direct this time of Sunday school, Lord, and, uh, and help us remember to keep in prayer while this is going on and our day goes on, that our hearts and our minds should be brought to you in your safety and your direction for our pastor, Lord, that you would help him in this time that, uh, They would find out what it is and get it taken care of and get it removed or whatever is going to be going on. Uh, Don't know, uh, but you know. And you know we love our pastor and the fact that he has been a friend to us as well as a pastor. And I pray, Lord, you just bless this time around the Word of God. May Jesus Christ be honored and glorified, may he be lifted up and us brought to low of understanding and acknowledgement and follow you wherever you would have us to go and have us say and have us do, Lord. And thank you for what you've done for us on the cross, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Proverbs 18.24 uh, we live in a world where there's a lot of great emphasis on friendship we got a lot of friends, we have work friends, we have family friends, you know we even have friends of our family that we are friends with, and we make friends different places i mean sometimes it's always better to be friendly than not you know so in uh so the those that serve us in many ways, like the grocer uh you know, or something like that. Uh, uh, just a variety of people we run into. Friendly is a lot better than not. Right. So, most people in their desperation to have a friend are willing to compromise a number of things, though, if it will preserve that relationship. There are many things that need to be overlooked if a friendship is to be successful. Because you know what? Our friends are sinners. Just like us. Just like us. And they get in trouble once in a while. They might do something dumb. They might do something that's drastic. But they're still our friends. And we got to understand them. And if they've repented of that, and went to Christ with it, you know what? It's gone. It's taken care of. You know, because to start with, people, friends, family, whatever it is, they don't sin against us. The only one they are responsible to for their sin is God. They may disappoint us, or get mad at us or whatever, but you know what? Forgiveness is always should be there, is always the option. Maybe they won't ask for it, but you know what? There's a lot of people that done stuff to us that we know they never asked forgiveness for. But you know what? Forgive them anyways, and that's hard because you get in your head, oh, you know, you know, He ought to drop off a clip or something, you know, or something crazy like that, you know. You know. The thing is, you ought to be praying, pretty that he learns from this, and then it doesn't happen to him. And if it doesn't, if it does happen to him, help him to be somebody that forgives too. So, forgiveness is important. Now, God would like us to have good friends. We've had a lot of good friends in the past. We got a lot of friends in the past in New York, and, and somewhere across the nation, too, different people uh, I want to institute with, people we know who move uh, away from here and from New York where we originally were, and things like that, and we know them. Matter of fact, I just texted a good friend, uh the other day, Sam Gibb to let him know what is going on with Pastor and he didn't even know, he didn't hear it. And uh you could be with in prayer for Sam, he and Kathy are having a good time of fellowship one another for their fiftieth anniversary. So that's a great thing. But uh friends some You know, don't be a fair-weather friend. Just be an all-weather friend. So, and that's what it talks about in Proverbs. There's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Because, hey, you know, if you had siblings, I had a sister. We fought. I didn't have a brother, you know, but I had guy friends, you know, growing up and everything like that. And you get in battles. And, you know, I mean, sometimes they might get a little physical. But you can come together again because they were still your friend. So those are things that we're going to look at. The characteristics of a friend. There would be characteristics for us. And characteristics through us being that good friend would hopefully be instilled in friends we make or friends we look for. To sustain as a friend, so we'll be in Proverbs again. Turn to chapter twenty-seven. Chapter twenty-seven. We're going to look at uh, verse five. It says, "Open rebuke is better than secret love." Sometimes you got to say something to a friend, you know. You don't, no, you could say, brother, you got a problem here. And it's, I want to, I want to help you with this because I love you as a brother and ladies as a sister, something they're going through, whatever it might be. So I guess you could say open rebuke is better than secret love and faithful other wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. So somebody's acting like a friend but is not. You know, they're being subversive because maybe they're trying to get something out of friendship for their own sake. So faithful wounds of a friend. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. So you're going to go in there and you do it with a contrite heart. And you don't go lording something over them or you don't go over it says, I need to talk to you about something. You have a problem. You do that, you're gonna have a problem yourself. Because you're being dishonest with that friend and yourself, realizing that, like I said, we're all sinners. And it says uh ointment and perfume in verse nine, rejoice the heart so doth the sweetness of a man's friend by hearty counsel. Sometimes I'd, I've had a, a friend, he's still a, a pretty good friend, uh, he's still, he still has some rough patches, but he got himself in big trouble and almost cost him a marriage. And he didn't know what to do. And of course it floored me. Wow. Um, it's, you know, it, it and it, it disturbs me when they're in this trouble, they're going to go to their friends, which is okay. Then the friend who's showing some wisdom is saying, and I showed a little wisdom at that time, you need to go to the pastor with this. And he didn't want to do that. And then, when he finally told his wife, it was pretty rough, but they got through it and have been through it, but they never did get it taken care of getting good spiritual counsel. And it's changed a lot in their life. They're just not as close to the Lord as they were. Um, they're involved in the world stuff a lot. Um, just a variety of things that are, you know, <clears throat> you know, because He was a man, and the wife didn't want to go to a man for counsel. He doesn't want to go to a man for counsel. And it, best of my knowledge that she hardly ever goes to church. He goes once in a while. So <clears throat> you can ruin things, but as a friend, I try to counsel. We're still friends with him. We get together, but we've had to back off a lot when we used to do a lot of things together. So it's pretty rough. So a friend tells the truth. So you tell the truth. You do it with a broken, contrite heart, with humility, and you use this. Use this. Another characteristic of a friend we find in Proverbs chapter 22. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 22, verse 11. He that loveth pureness of heart, for, for the grace of his lips the king shall be his friend. If you're living by this book the best you can and you try to absorb this, of course, now that my age, my absorption rate isn't as good as it is. A lot of things are going out there and not a lot of things are being retained. But uh that's the hard part about it, of aging, is, you know, you got to understand... When I say this, this is I believe in the hereafter, right. so when I go in a room, I always say, "What am I here after? <laughs> so and that's what I'm experiencing now. I was just trying to think of somebody's name that I know very, very well, and <laughs> you know, about ten minutes later, it came to me, yeah. <laughs> but that's what happened as you age. And of course, having a father that, uh, basically died of, uh, of, uh, vascular dementia. You know what that is? That's the lack of blood supply to the, supply to the brain. And what it is, is he was just kind of his, it was turning into Swiss cheese with bigger holes, bigger holes, and bigger holes. You know, that may be where I am. I don't know. So, but, uh, one thing, my, my dad died happy. He's always had a good spirit about him. And he just kind of fell asleep and he'd sleep longer and sleep longer and he just woke up in heaven. So, by the pureness of the heart, we can have even audiences with people because of our integrity for what is right. Being a good friend, And following the dictates of the word of God and trying to check ourselves and uh, I gotta check myself a lot more as I get older too. Things don't roll off me as like they used to. So the word of God gets us through that. So that pureness of the heart is important when we're dealing with people and and it'll bring us audiences of importance sometimes. There's also loyalty. Verse, or chapter 27. Verse 10. Thine own friend and thy father's friend forsake not. Neither go into thy brother's house in the day of thy calamity. For better is a neighbor that is near than a brother that is far off. So there's so much in that thing. Just look at that Thine own friend and thy father's friend forsake not. Family friends. Because you're helping your your father, in this case, or the memory of your father, in this case, could be, with his friends. And remembering them makes them a friend with you, too, to help them in any time they might need it. And uh, to neither to go into thy brother's house in the day of calamity, of thy calamity, not his, thy calamity. Some It would be better for his neighbor to come and visit him and watch over him than a brother that is far off. Far off from what? From doing right. From doing right. Loyalty—that's what it is. It's loyalty. A friend is loyal. I try to be friends, uh, loyal to the friends that uh, this particular friend and his wife—not uh, forsaken, but hopefully to encourage them. Trying to get them back into church more often. Get them following the path that they first followed when they first got saved. You know, and I'm not there preaching to them. I'm just trying to be an example. Just be that example. And I don't always succeed in that either, but the effort needs to be there to continue. Now, Proverbs chapter 17, so let's go back a little bit and look at verse 17. Proverbs 17, verse 17. A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. So, uh, young Mr. Nemeth, has your brother been a little bit of uh, adversity once in a while? That happens, but you're still friends, and you're still brothers. But sometimes a brother can be adversity, and there's competition, and there's things like that, you know. And if it's friendly competition, that's the most fun, because you could nail one another and dig one another. You know, stuff like that, and having fun in love, and care. So he loves at all times. Often the basis of modern friendship is not so much that you can do. Uh, What you can do to benefit your friend, but what they can do for you. So, we make friends to use them? No. You make friends so you can be used for them. And with you. And to help them, you know. Like, maybe they need some help on a project. This friend has done that a lot of times for me, and I've done a lot for him too. This is well uh, characterized in false friendships, as in Proverbs 14.20. 14.20. <clears throat> it says, uh, The poor hateth even his own neighbor, but the rich hath many friends. And a friend loveth, I'm sorry, it was seventeen seventeen. so 14, 20, we'll do it again. Uh, Proverbs 17, uh, 17 says, A friend loveth at all times, and a brother's born in adversity, and the poor is hated by his own neighbor. But the rich hath many friends. That's not a positive thing at all. That's a negative thing. So... We have poor neighbors around us, and we have one neighbor that has been a test the last several years, uh, living next to the guy. He had one winter, 30 cows as calves growing up in his yard, not fenced all around, um, and they grew up there. And of course, as they get bigger, they want to roam more, do more destruction and try to talk with them. And, you know, then he gets mad because we end up calling the police because and the, and the, we weren't there and the neighbors in our group we we have an HOA, but it's a good one. We have friends in our HOA. And, uh, and they ended up calling the sheriffs, so the sheriff ended up herding these cows back in, uh, into this guy's yard. Well, how ma- 30 cows on an acre of land, oh. matter-, matter of fact, just a hair under Without buildings, like you wouldn't, every time you turn around, he's building something, you know, a shack for something, you know, and he's just an old man that likes to collect things and never wants to clean house, you know, and uh, it's interesting, you know, I like to collect a few things too, but then I go, okay, I got to do some cleaning house myself, you know. Mine is all the junk I get in my garage in my shop area, and I got a lot of it in there and uh and some of it, I can turn into something other it the rest of it I can turn into firewood, so we have friends, and we gotta be friendly and can be friendly if we choose to uh proverbs nineteen four if you turn there. So I don't get lost here in what I'm doing. Proverbs nineteen four: Wealth maketh many friends, but the poor separateth from his neighbor. Is separated by uh, from his neighbor. Well, look at them that. Look at that guy who lives next door to me with all the cows he's got. Like, and then, and then, I'm pretty close to that sometimes when he was doing all this, and I says, okay better off handling this the proper way. You know, and go to him and say, you know, we gotta do this and, and you know, and he, he he's an old man, he's older than me. And he's setting his ways. And you know the thing is too, he's a Christian. But he hadn't gone to church the whole time I lived there. And uh and I think he was he grew up in church. But it was just one of those things that you just get so involved in just your own life. And I lived here all my life. I'll do it the way I want to. Okay. You're not exactly friendly, but you know what? I'll try to be a friend to you. And I've helped him lots of times. I've herded his cows back in. I've helped him with all the... He's got like half a dozen tractors, a bunch of trucks. He's got a bunch of trailers, camping trailers on the property, a bunch of outbuildings. He's got outbuildings filled with his antiques, you know he's got a trailer that had a tree put halfway through it uh, and never repaired it. It's full of records. It's his museum, and half of those records are old cowboy ones, really good stuff, Tom Mix and a whole bunch of the old ones and stuff like this, and a whole bunch of old. Christian music, the, the anchor group or the anchor sisters or there was, what's one of the ones that, uh, the, white sisters. the white sisters and stuff like this, very old stuff, really good, good gospel old music. It's just basically forgotten now. You never hear it. And it, it's there, but. You know, he he thinks he's got a gold mine, but he's never going to get anything out of it because he doesn't try to move it. You know, but that's what he's holding on to. He's holding on to his things. Remember the story about the guy that built the barns? He's got so much stuff, he's got to build another barn, a bigger barn. He's always building a bigger barn, and it's not doing him any good. So, but you know, I try to love the guy. I try to be a help to him. Um, there's not much you can do. It says, in wealth maketh many friends, but the poor is separated from his neighbors. So, I probably make a little more money than he does. I'm still only on Social Security and in uh, half the pension I used to make at General Motors. So, they took half of that away back in 2008. But we get by. And so i probably make a little more than he does. But the thing is, I'm not going to lord that over him. I'm going to try to be a help to him. When he's had problems physically, I was there. If any of my neighbors have problems, I'm there. And I come in as a Lewis County chaplain, and I can come in right into a scene because of that, to try to bring comfort and care to that family that's going through a tough time. So that's the important part of it. But you don't want to be a fair-weather friend. Uh, Turn to Luke 15. Let's go to Luke. I'm going to save my place in Proverbs here. You know this one about the prodigal son. Starting in verse 11. <clears throat> and this is uh Jesus talking, And a certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. Boy, he's, you know, he's, Seems to know what his father has, you know. And he didn't want to wait for his inheritance when his father died because he was being taken care of by his father all this time. But he didn't know if his father was going to be richer or poorer by the time he died, his father died. He just wanted his money then. So I'm sure the father had been dealing with this young man for some time. Trying to say, hey, listen, you know, you gotta wait. You gotta do right. You're living wrong. You gotta stop. I'm here. Finally he says, I gotta let him go. Let him go to his own devices. So he says, so he says, and he divided unto them his living. Verse 12. In not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into the far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. When you're messing around and having a good time and it's all about you, that's riotous. You know why it's riotous? You're rioting against God. You're rioting against the authority of your of your parents, of the things that you were taught. I don't care if your parents are gone or not gone. And young people, the same thing. Your parents are there. If you rebel against them, that's your riotous. You're going Antifa on them, I guess. That's another way to put it. But the thing is, with that... Where's your head? You're not thinking at all about your future. You want everything now. I want it now. Have it your way. You know, how many people have seen the people going into McDonald's and screaming bloody murder because they didn't get the right stuff on their burger, their cheeseburger, or something like this, you know? Just... Throwing a fit. And, you know, there's, some of them are so crazy and so nuts, they're destroying somebody's business or trying to. And thus, you get the word Karen. You know, I'm I'm glad my daughter's, my daughter's name is Karen, but it's not spelled the same. (laughs) And she says, I'm glad it's not spelled the same because I'm not that kind of Karen, you know. And if you know anything about our family, Mike our Karen has been through a lot, and she's a friend to many in his in a testimony and she uh the pastor comes to her sometimes to have her help a young lady or a family with some issues and she has the heart of the king, if you want to put it that way, the pastor so in that <clears throat> boy. Sorry, 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 Brandon. Let's see if I can get this rinsed down. Not used to this thing here. Cause I got to be careful drinking. I don't drown it. So he wanted his living, and what did it end up as? A mess. He had nothing. Where were his friends? Oh. I can't say that because they weren't. Where was his acquaintances? They said, "Hey, uh, he don't have any more money. Let's go get what we want to get. Let's find somebody else that we can hang around with." Right. That's right. So and that's what happens when that famine hit. He had to had, in well, he came to himself. That's. There's so much in that phrase. He came to himself. There's times when I've come to myself and it's brought me to tears. I said, boy, I didn't handle that right. I didn't say the right thing. And I I necessarily didn't even say the worst thing either, but I said not even maybe a bad thing, but I could have said something better. Or in a way to help somebody better? To reach out for them more? I try to follow up every call I do with a, a call a few days later when I, I'm out on a call for somebody has lost a loved one. And, uh, and uh, I've helped them that way. And, I, and I And I've even done funerals through that to help them. And so we don't know what to do. We don't have anybody to do a funeral. And I says, well... They ask me or I say, I can help you with that. And, and I, and when I do that, I, you know what, you know what I do? I take this with me. Yeah. I'm not out there to give flowery accolades to this person I never met and who's now in a bottle or in a box or at a gravesite. Never met him. But what I do is I adjust everything to those in the living to help them realize what Jesus Christ, the best friend you could have, did for them and give the gospel. And I always warn them ahead of time because I always want to meet them ahead of time and, and you know get a family background. background this but before I get started, I'll let you know that I am a preacher at a funeral. But I don't hammer anybody, but I will give you the gospel. And I will preach the gospel. It says, in the Bible says, preach Christ and Him crucified. That's what I do. So, so, and to me, I'm being a friend to Him there too. So, there's, those are the characteristics of a friend, especially those fair weather friends. Now, what are things that separate friends? For one thing, whisperers. There's a lot of whispering going on, you know. Your friend walks in and then all of a sudden you're going, you know, stuff like that. Oh, he's here. Because you might have had a little bit of tiff with him. Maybe the other people didn't have any tiff with him. But you're working against your friend towards to those people who are supposed to be your friends. And if they listen to that, what kind of friend are they to you too? You know? So look at uh chapter sixteen, just one more page up from where we are at fifteen. Uh or I'm sorry, that's Luke. Go back to the Proverbs. Yeah, it was one more. Uh twenty eight sixteen twenty eight. A froward man Soeth strife, and a whisperer separateth chief, chief friends, best friends. You know, sometimes you have to back away from a friend when there's an issue. But don't be out of reach. Don't be out of reach. If you have to reach out for a friend, or you hear something, you reach out for that friend and be that friend. But those are things that are separate. If you're whispering against your friend as a as a chaplain, I've heard a lot of things. As a friend, I've heard some pretty rough things. And I shared a little bit with you on this one that I had on this friend and It's been a long time since, but you'd never know you you will never know who that is, and you'll never see me placate that person or or turn my back on that person. I just want to give them distance, and then when we're together, we talk about spiritual things, Linda and I. We talk about things that go on at church and uh, and things like that uh, here. And to encourage them to go search for those things at the church they should be going to. And there's other friends that you never know. They've told me stuff and, and that's never going to come out. So, and I hope to do the same for me. Uh, there's another one, 17.9, uh, is violating uh, trust and confidence. 17.9, let's see, where am I? Here we are. He that covereth a transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth a matter separateth very friends. Don't go to your other friends and say, hey, you know what he just did? Because that's that whispers again. Now you're not whispering. You're out telling them. If, you, if they told you something in confidence, look up the word confidence and follow it. Because they didn't want you to repeat it. And just keep that as an example for your own life so that hopefully he wouldn't have to do the same thing to you or want to do the same thing to you back because he got hurt through that thing. There's some other ones too. Um I'll just read these off. Uh well let's in the meantime turn to uh, Proverbs eleven thirteen. Some other things here, uh, I had in here. Titus, you can just listen and I'll just read these. Titus chapter two, verses four and five. It says that they may teach the younger women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Okay. Is, is, Ladies, you can teach others also and be a friend to others in that so that you're helping them get through some things, especially the younger ones. So and in uh first Timothy chapter five uh thirteen and fourteen it says and within and within yep, yep, yep okay, I'm gonna turn this down here. And... With all they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but tattlers also, and busybodies speaking things which they ought not. I will therefore that the younger women marry, bear children, guide the house, and give none occasion to adversity to speak reproachably. It's all in there as far as, the same things is found in Proverbs. You know, and I don't think that's pounding on just women. That's men too. That's good advice for men also. To do what you're supposed to do, especially the head of the house, so your wife doesn't have to do differently also. And you're not lording this over, you are co- participants in this marriage. And those things, you know, you might be the decision maker because you're the one with knowledge sometimes or the experience sometimes or whatever the case may be. But her opinion, and I get in trouble with this once in a while, her opinion still matters. So it matters. It matters, Linda. Linda. So, so stop your whispering. <laughs> so, work in that life, and and work together as a team. So, so in we're at Proverbs eleven thirteen, and it says, a tail bearer. Reveal secrets, but he that is faithful of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. If they told you in confidence, lock it away. If they reveal it somewheres, then you're probably free to not blab it around, but say you don't have to be held prisoner by that information. But you don't need to volunteer it to everyone to see either. Now, here's another one that separated friends. Money. So this is all about friendship. Money. Proverbs 6. How many have had uh, a Christian friend ask for help monetarily? Okay, you could do that. And I I already knew the scriptures that you don't charge usury. Okay, Um, I'll give you this money, but I I want uh, one year's labor out of your firstborn. You know, something like that. You know, cut the lawn, wash the cars, things like that. No, you don't ask for anything like that. You give them the money. If they want to give you something back as interest, that's entirely up to them. But you never ask for it. You never expect it. You do it because a friend needed help. So six, starting in verse one says, my son, if thou be surety for a friend, if thou strikest thy hand, has stricken thy hand with a stranger. Okay. There's two different groups there. Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth thou art taken with the words of thy mouth what does it say to do it says do this now do this later no do this down the road no do it now my son and deliver thyself when thou art come into the uh the hand of thy friend go humble thyself and make sure of thy friend Don't lord that over them. Be humble with them. And find out, you know, has it helped you? Is you know, is this getting you by? Is is there anything else I can do? And what you do is you keep that friend that way. So money will separate. Money will definitely separate. So. Let's find out some ideas of what are the greatest, what is the greatest example of friendship. John chapter 15. So we're going to go into the New Testament. John chapter 15. We're almost done here. I bet you there's times you've heard something, the pastor said something to you in confidence, you know, for some reason, and he meant it to be only for you. So make sure it stays with you for the sake of him and his friendship with you also. Because I've seen pastors do that. And Maybe you said something to the pastor and the pastor uses it. Oh, man, I can't... When we first got we when we got married, uh we uh had kids and we ended up going and helping out a guide down in southern tier New York, you know. Now bear in mind, New York is not all paved. Where we used to live and including a log home, where it's countryside just like you got right outside of town. And the animals are running through uh, foxes running through uh, everything. I mean Beautiful country, taxes are high. A beautiful country, but we this one pastor we were with down there. I say he was pastor of a church. He, when he had fellowship with you, he would seem to get and use us and other people he was in fellowship with as an examples in preaching. And then just hammer, hammer. You know. It just it was pretty crazy. So so pastors can tend to do that. They're looking for, I don't know, something to to use as an illustration. Use your own Use your own, don't use, don't use somebody that said something to you or you've done something you didn't know that you were going to be the news the following week. You know, crazy, you know, and his friends, you could do the same thing to you and know, say, Hey, oh, and that's the thing that separates friends. And, uh, it, it ended up separating us as friends. We didn't stay there much longer. And He didn't know why. I didn't volunteer too much because I wanted him to learn it by himself. So where were we? John chapter 15 verse 13. It says, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends if ye do whatever, whatsoever I command you. You want to be a friend, be friended of Christ, and be a friend? Follow the word of God. It'll help you. It'll keep you strong. It'll keep you on the right path. So we got that. Henceforth I call you not servants. This is verse 15. For the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Christ and God together, Trinity, Holy Spirit, because He works in there too, He's given us the answers here for a lot of things. He shows us what we need to be looking at and looking for and being a help to others. And in Matthew chapter uh eleven nineteen, and then we'll, I'll just close with this, you can turn there if you want to, but Matthew eleven nineteen says, The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they and they say, Behold a gluttonous and winebibber, a friend of publicans and sinners. I am. I try to be. Winebibber? No. I've lost weight, so I'm not as gluttonous as I was. But wisdom is justified of her children. Wisdom is justified of her children. If you could lock on to what that says, I'm not going to try to explain it, but wisdom is justified of her children. You'll see how that applies in a Christian's life in being a friend and also being a servant of Christ. In closing here, uh just a story. This is a story about uh you ever see the Durer's praying hands? It was it's a you know, a thing you see in uh in in uh in painting, you see it in sculpture and different things like that. From a child, Albrecht Durer wanted to paint. Finally he left his home to study with a great artist. He met a friend who also had the same desire, and the two became roommates. Both being poor, they found it difficult to make a living and study at the same time. So Albrecht's friend offered to work while Albrecht studied. Then when the paintings began to sell, he would have his chance. After much uh, persuasion Albrecht agreed and worked faithfully while his friend toiled long hours making a living. So he Albrecht painted and his friend was busy bringing in the income. The day came when Albrecht sold a wood carving and his friend went back to his paints only to find that the hard work had stiffened and twisted his fingers that he could no longer paint with skill. Then Albrecht learned what he had, what had happened to his friend. He was filled with great sorrow. One day, returning home unexpectedly, he heard the voice of his friend and saw the gnarled, uh, toil-worn hands folded in prayer before him. I can show the world my appreciation by painting his hands as I see them now, folded in prayer. It was this thought that inspired Albrecht Durer when he realized that he could never give back to his friend the skill which left his hands. So, friendship can cost people things. And it could cost you something but you could also cost your friend something. So, he showed his friendship by following through to help his friend so he could survive even though he couldn't paint anymore. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you so much for what you've done for us. The fact that you are a friend that's better than any other friend, better than a brother. You are the one that went to the cross for us, Lord. And God, you sent your Son there to be a friend and be an example. He was an example while on the earth. And he was still rejected. Still rejected. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the examples in the Word of God and examples of people's testimonies, even in this story here, that uh, you mean for us to be a good friend and to be vigilant and to be wise in that friendship and also to be caring and helpful in the time of need. And I pray, Lord, you'd also help us as a friend. If any friend that you have does not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, to be vigilant, to give the gospel slowly but deliberately. To try to turn your friend towards Jesus Christ, the one that died on the cross for our sins and His and theirs, whoever they may be. I pray, Lord, you would just bless this time, and uh, as uh, Brother Mike comes up later, and and to listen, Lord, to what God has given him. And I pray, Lord, your blessings be upon each of people here, and especially our pastor. That you would give the doctors wisdom, if possible beyond their understanding, to figure out what's going on and help our pastor, a good friend, in all kinds of weather. These things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.